Journey to Organization, episode 86, Shiragura, The Stuck Method. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagambigam Personal Organization, and today I'm excited to be talking to my friend Shira Taylor Gura. Shira and I met because we are part of the same networking group, and we're now in a business mastermind together. Shira is a master stuck coach and educator. She is the creator of the un- of the stuck method. Sorry, the stuck method. Author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, which was the winner of the 2017 International Book Award in Self-Help. And Shira is the host of the Getting Unstuck podcast. Through her classes, workshops, and retreats, Shira is passionate about meeting people around the world and guiding them to get unstuck in their lives and in their relationships. Welcome, Shira Gura. Thank you, Rebecca. So Shira, tell us, a little bit about yourself and how you developed the stuck method. Sure. So I am originally from New Jersey. I moved to Israel in 2009. I live in northern Israel on a very small kibbutz. And I am married with four kids. And how I developed the stuck method was basically after I moved to Israel, I I started noticing that I was, I, I had a lot of um, emotional issues, I guess you can say. When, when you move to a new country, it's, it's certainly not easy. It's hard. Um, <laughs> yes. There, there's, there's so much more, it seems like, that, that you know, goes along with that than most people would maybe expect. And um, in addition to that, I also wanted to stay in touch with my family, all of whom are still in the United States. And so I started... I started writing to them um, once a week, um, also because basically we would have these Skype sessions and, you know, they would say like, how are you or how are things? And I always felt like I had nothing to share in the, in the spur of the moment. <laughs> and then I felt like this way, well, this way, like if something came up, I could write about it and then I would share it. And I, that's basically how this whole thing started. So I would write, um, you know, something short, and I would send it in in an email. And then after some time, I said, you know what, why don't I just put it in a blog form rather than just emailing um, the same email to 10 different family members. So I did it in a blog form, and I called it Stuck in the Muck 365, because basically what I was writing about were stuck spots, not only stuck spots about moving to a new country, but a lot of them actually actually had to do with my husband um, okay. and yeah and and not like we our, our marriage is fine but but little like little tiny things that would just like annoy me or little things that I did that annoyed him and that would get us into these what I, I would call stuck situations and we we didn't know, you know, we didn't know how to, how to get out of them or how to cope with them. And so, and also I wrote about my kids and the community and neighbors and, and whatever it was, like whatever that came up. Um, and so basically what happened was this blog, which was supposed to be just a way for me to communicate with my family, it, it, it grew an audience quite by accident. I wasn't, I was not advertising um, the blog, but Perhaps, you know, my family members were sharing it or people heard about it somehow or 
you know, maybe I posted once or twice on Facebook, but basically it grew an audience to a point where people started emailing me and telling me that they were seeing themselves in my stories and that my stories were helping them get unstuck in their lives. Wow, that's and amazing. I it was. It, it was quite phenom phenomenal. So I was basically writing once a week for a few years, just like, you know, as a hobby, just as something, something I just started doing. Eventually, um, I created this method. It's, it's an acronym. So a lot of people, by the way, say unst the unstuck method, but it's the stuck method because it's a five-step acronym. Okay. And, um, and I created it because I felt like, you know, writing about these stories was one thing and being mindful that I was stuck in the first place was one thing, but really getting myself from and moving myself from a place of being stuck to unstuck was something entirely different. And despite the fact that I'm a yoga instructor and despite the fact that I practice mindfulness meditation, I never felt like I had a tool that I could depend upon to really help me in any situation, no matter what stuck situation I was in, to really help me move from stuck to unstuck. So I, I created this method for myself, right? I wasn't planning to turn this into a book or a podcast or a business or anything. Um, and again, what happened over time is that people started to, um, they, they found it, they found the method, they, 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 they started making the changes in their lives, just like I was making in my life. Amazing. Um, so yeah. let's go through what STUCK stands for. Um, mm -hmm. So S-T-U-C-K. Um, and, and if you could just explain a little what you're supposed to do at each stage so that everybody understands sort of how to deal with what to do when you're stuck. Sure. So first of all, in order to be able to use this method, you really need a couple of like prerequisites or a couple of conditions ahead of time. Okay. One is that you, you need to be aware that you're stuck, which seems, of course, obvious, but it's Some not really know. obvious. They don't know. And the reason they, they don't know is because they're pointing the finger at somebody else and they're blaming somebody else for how they're feeling. And if you're pointing the finger at somebody else, you're never going to get yourself unstuck because you're never going to take responsibility for how you are feeling. So it okay. never matters like what happens outside of you. What matters is how you choose to respond to it. So you that's, need to have that. That's yeah, a great tip. No, that's great. That's it's it's a problem with a lot of like my clients. I'm sure it's a problem in general. People are always like, yeah, let's look at what everybody else did wrong, but you got to stop and you know, take a glance at yourself for a minute. Yes. Yes. And so, and you need to have a desire to get unstuck, True. right? Again, a lot of people, um, sometimes when you're in a stuck spot, it's, it's somehow serving you. So like if you're angry at somebody in that moment, you might not want to get unstuck in that moment because holding on to your anger is making you feel right. So okay. really, in order to use this method, you have to really want to get unstuck. And you also need to have faith or you need to have uh, a belief that you actually can feel um, and behave differently than you already are. So that's already like a little bit of prerequisites. But okay. let, let's say that you have all of that and you're like, okay, yes, I am stuck. I'm ready to get unstuck. And I, and I believe I can get unstuck. So the first and, and I, sometimes I say the most important, but all of the steps are really important, step is 
the S and that stands for stop. And this okay. is basically an opportunity for you to redi redirect your attention away from the story, whatever the story is in your mind. And when I say story, I don't mean to say it in a derogatory kind of way. Okay. I'm just saying the story is what is in your mind that, that incorporates thoughts and incorporates um, emotions about something that just happened that you have that you have a reaction or a feeling about okay so so basically when you're stuck you're either stuck in the past or you're stuck in the future so you're either stuck on something that just happened or it happened in the past or you have a fear about something that's in the future but you're never stuck in the present moment you you can't be stuck in the present moment the only thing that's in the present moment is um is, is a place uh, is acceptance it's just this is what okay. it is okay so that's that's present moment so you're stuck on something let's say in the past and so s the first thing you do is you redirect your attention away from the story or away from what happened to something that's in the present moment and there's lots of ways you can take a stop but the one that i like to take the most um the best is basically i i close my eyes if i can let's say if i'm not driving right i close my eyes for a moment a brief don't close moment. your eyes when you're driving right <laughs> definitely not that would be dangerous <laughs> um and i take a few breaths okay. so um sometimes it could be you know walking away from the situation walking into another room uh there's lots of ways you can take a stop but the easiest uh, the most convenient obviously because you have your breath with you all of the time is to redirect your attention to the breath and and basically by doing that it's like this momentary pause and it's an opportunity for you to step outside of your story and almost be a witness to the fact that you're inside of a story. Interesting. And uh, yeah, at, because when you're in the story, you're in it. You, right. you, you're only, you, you can't, can't really recognize that you're, right, yeah. right, right, right. So it's, this is, so you really can't do the other steps until you first take this pause and you like kind of prepare yourself for going through the rest of the process. Okay. So that's the S. The T is for tell. And this is where we access our emotions. So oftentimes when we're feeling a difficult emotion, what we tend to do is we tend to push it away or uh, we tend to, you know, try to suppress it so that we don't have to feel it because feeling difficult emotions is very uncomfortable. And we don't like to feel uncomfortable That's as humans. We like, yeah, to, we like 100%, it. we yeah. don't like to feel that. Right, we like, to feel, um, we like to feel comfortable. And so we'll do whatever we need to do in order not to feel uncomfortable. And so that means not having to feel difficult emotions okay so if you don't allow yourself to feel let's say this anger it's going to manifest you know somewhere in your body or it'll just you'll just continue to to feel it okay so in order to get unstuck you have to allow that emotion to run through your body so t is basically tell so what we're doing in this step is we're identifying the emotion or the emotions that we are feeling and not only are we identifying it, we're actually naming it. So in the work that I do, I encourage my clients to actually say, I'm stuck on 
and then to name the emotion. And, you know, most of the time when we're feeling a feeling, let's say it's, if we're feeling anger, the way that we would describe it is, you know, I'm feeling angry. But when you say it like that, you're almost, you are almost like identifying with the emotion, right? Like I'm okay. Shira, I'm angry. Like yeah. Shira and angry were the same thing. But of course, we're not, you know, we're not. It's just very, it's temporarily, I'm feeling anger right now in this moment. And so when you say I'm stuck on anger, you're basically separating yourself from the emotion and you're recognizing like just, just like you got stuck on it, you can also get unstuck from it. Genius. That's great. I love that. So that's T. I'm going through this, by the way, very quickly. There's a lot more to this. It's much um, more in depth in the book. Totally. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So you is uncover, and this is where we access our emotions. So most of the thoughts that come into the mind are not 100% true. They're called limiting beliefs. And yet we live our lives as if every thought that comes into the mind is entirely true. And that's what sets us up for um, these stuck situations because we believe something and then we act on it. And so what we do in this step is we go back to the moment that we felt stuck or got triggered and we ask ourselves, what, what, what do you think about it? What, what was going on? What thoughts do you have about that situation? And then you basically make a list, either in writing or you can do it in your head, where you basically start the sentence with, I believe, and then you finish the sentence. Like, you know, I believe that person, you know, shouldn't have yelled at me, right? Or okay. whatever the situation is. And for each belief statement that you write down, you challenge yourself, you investigate that belief statement, and you ask yourself with a sense of curiosity and with a sense of honesty, if that belief statement is 100% true. And if you're honest with yourself, and sometimes that's where the, you know, the coach comes along, because sometimes you can't really see it. Right. But if you're honest with yourself, and you recognize, you start to recognize that most of the beliefs that you're holding on to aren't even entirely true. It's, it's actually an awesome opportunity. This is kind of segueing into the next step, which is C for consider. The moment that you notice that that story, which, you know, five seconds ago was like solid in your mind, it was so stable, you knew, you know, all the players, all the characters, and who was right and who was wrong. And then all of a sudden, like, it's not that stable anymore because the thoughts that you were holding, you recognize they're, they weren't even true or at least they weren't 100% true. That offers this opportunity for you to see, consider an, another perspective. And so in this step, you are basically broadening your mind, expanding your mind as much as you can. It's kind of like doing yoga for the mind. Right. And, and you are trying to recognize what else is possible in this situation and you really you're stretching the mind I always say to my clients you don't have to marry all of the considerations that you come up with but you do have to recognize what is in the realm of possibility and at that point in this step is where you choose at least one consideration to take on this is the moment that you get unstuck this is where you say you know I can consider 
um, you know, that person was in a bad day and this has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the moment that you are, you're getting unstuck. And then to wrap up the process, there's one more step, K for okay. And I purposely had this last step here because oftentimes when we get stuck or when we look back at a stuck moment, we can feel resentment or embarrassment or shame or guilt towards ourselves for having gotten stuck in the first place. And we don't, most people typically don't have a daily practice of self-compassion. So K represents okay, because I couldn't think of a, a good word that started with the letter <laughs> with K. Uh, yeah, so, okay. With, with, with K, yeah, right? Yeah. So we have okay. And, and, it's, and it's wonderful. So after you get yourself unstuck, you say to yourself, I mean, oftentimes I take my hands even and I put them on my heart and I say, Shira, it's okay. You know, you got stuck and, you know, you got stuck in the past. You might get stuck again in the future. And forgive yourself. It's okay. And it's kind of like a ceremonial, ceremonious like way to, uh, to wrap up this, the practice. Hmm. Interesting. I was going to ask you, well, I specifically wanted to point out the story in the book that you talked about uh, your husband and you at the Shabbat dinner and how you made a special meal, like more special than usual and that nobody noticed. And you were so like upset that nobody noticed and that you used the stuck method to move past it. And I was sort of like watching the story and I, I didn't necessarily understand what happened when you get to the, okay, like where do all these feelings go? Like, even if you forgive yourself, I feel like some of the feelings still have a little bit of Uh, hangover like they're holding on a little bit so is there anything past the okay like I feel like that's the biggest step of the whole method is like to be okay with yourself but what are the things we can really say to ourselves to move to move past it how do we really deal with that issue that we were feeling like is it okay to say to the person this is what we're happening because I feel like in a lot of your stories you didn't specifically say like okay and I went to the person and I spoke to them about it afterwards so is that part of getting unstuck also is dealing with the other people involved or is it all something that's in your mind it's such a great question when I went on my book tour in 2016 and I used that story that specific story time and time and time again that was the response from the audience they would say Okay, so you got yourself unstuck, but, but you need to have a conversation with your family. They need to be more appreciative, and you need to teach your kids to be more, you know, acknowledging you. You're the mother. And my response was, no, I, I am not. My job in this world is, is to take care of me. That is my job. My job is not to change any other person. Okay. So in that moment, so so basically when you are in the you step, the uncover step, and you're looking at your beliefs and you recognize that something is not 100% correct, that is you coming to meet this deep understanding of the situation that you were blocked by before you were blocked by because of your thoughts and because of your strong emotions you couldn't even recognize um you couldn't come to like this deeper understanding that it was you you weren't honest with yourself basically 
Right. So for yeah. me, you know, here I am saying, you know, what I wrote in the book, I had these thoughts like, you know, all good husbands, you know, acknowledge their wives all of the time. And here I am getting angrier and angrier and more frustrated because he's not saying anything. Well, you know, is that true that all husbands acknowledge their wives all of the time? You know, so in that moment, you, I come, you come to this place of understanding. And so because our thoughts create our emotions, when you have this deeper understanding, that thought is, it's just, it, it like, it's almost like, you know, poof, it's not there anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore. What does that mean? All good husbands acknowledge their wives all of the time. It's like, it's non-existent. It doesn't, it's not, it's not true. And so the feeling that I had that was created from that thought disappears because I don't have the thought anymore. And when I take on a new thought, the one that I considered, I considered a few, but I think the one in the book that I mentioned was that, you know, I didn't acknowledge him that Friday night. You know, he also had a long week and a hard week and brought home, you know, money so that we could have food on the table and all of this. <laughs> so I didn't acknowledge him. And here I am waiting for him to acknowledge me. Right. And so, you know, the two things that I considered was, well, one, Shira, you could just acknowledge yourself quietly. What's wrong with that? If you're looking for acknowledgement, if that's what you really need in this moment, acknowledge yourself and you'll get what you need. And, you know, and the second um, consideration I had was acknowledge him publicly in front of the family and be a role right. model for, you know, and so the moment I did that, I was like, I'm, that's all I needed because now I feel acknowledged. I acknowledged him. So I felt like I was doing something, you know, good at the table. And the irony was as soon as I said it to him, what did he say to me? That he appreciated you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He acknowledged me in return, right. which I wasn't, I wasn't doing that to, to, to receive that in return, but that was the natural response right. because he felt acknowledged and then he felt you know, like he wanted to acknowledge me too. So, um, so there really isn't anything after the K because I hear, you know, that makes total sense. So actually last night when I was thinking about putting together our interview, um, I remember reading part of your book, how you say that like, sometimes we hold the tension in certain parts of our body. And I was thinking like, gosh, my teeth, my face, my teeth and my face really hurt. And then I pressed a little further and I saw that actually it was my jaw that was really hurting because I was clenching my teeth. And so I thought the problem was one thing, but it was actually something else. Is there a way, I know that we have to be honest with ourselves when we're going through the process, but sometimes I think we are looking at the wrong issue. So is there any corrections we can do to self-correct when we're going through the stuck process to move us from, you know, that, oh, we thought it was our face, but really it was our jaw kind of thing? So you're asking specifically about the body. Specifically about the body, but in general, just sometimes we think that the problem might be, you know one thing, but actually it's something else, even when we're going through like anger versus anxiety, maybe even when we're going through the feelings. I see. Okay. So 
So first of all, um, when you are going through this process, and I have a course um, that you know takes you through it, and there's worksheets that you can use to go to go through it, I actually recommend that you work with one emotion at a time. Okay. So if you're feeling anxiety and you're feeling anger and you're feeling resentment, I recommend going through this process one emotion at a time. Why? Because each emotion is created by specific thoughts. So the reason that you're feeling angry might be completely different from reasons that you're feeling anxiety. And so in order to get to the source of your stuck spot, which is always a thought, the source of all of your stuck spots is always a thought. It's never a person. It's never something outside of you. It's never um, the weather. It's never, you know, what's going on in the political, it's never anything outside of you. It's always a thought that you have about that thing. Okay. And so, so what your job is, is to get to the source of your stuck spot, which is always a thought. So in terms of, you know, you're saying maybe you don't, you're trying to like, you know, hone in on it. You're not sure if you're getting, so I would say, start with one thought. And start with one emotion and then write down as many thoughts as you can and really just allow yourself just to like keep writing, keep, keep, what else are you thinking? What else do you have thoughts about this particular situation? Not just one thought, but really like let yourself, you know, what, what do you, what do you need about it? What do you think should happen about this situation? Um, why do you think this, write down everything that you believe, and the more you write, the more you're, you're mo, more likely to get to, you know, the root of what the stuck situation is. And then regarding the body, as I mentioned before, the, the mind and the body are intimately connected through the spinal cord. So whatever emotion you're feeling in your mind, you're also holding it somewhere in your body. And part of your job in going through the step, this is the T-step when you're talking, the tell, the, okay. the, the emotion, is to recognize where are you feeling it. And it's not easy if you are not someone who regu is regularly in touch with the body, whether it's, you know, practicing yoga or doing any kind of relaxation um, work or, or any kind of work like that. It might take time. Okay. But what you can recognize, even when you're not stuck, you can just ask yourself, where do I tend to hold my stress. People hold it in their lower backs, in their bellies, in their one or both shoulders, in the back of their necks, in their jaws, the muscles between their eyebrows, um, their heads. Those are the main places. Okay. So if you, if you know already ahead of time where you personally tend to hold your stress, then when you are in a stuck spot, you can immediately go to that place and just notice how is, you know, for me, it's my right shoulder. That's where I tend to hold stress. So I can immediately go to that place, close my eyes and just notice how is my right shoulder feeling. And there's not really much I need to do except bring awareness to that spot in my body. And just by bringing awareness, already things start to flow in addition to going through the process, you know, intellectually. Oh, that's actually really good advice. Um, not like I'm shocked, just I'm saying it's great advice. <laughs> you always give good advice. You're so thoughtful when you give advice. I really appreciate that about you. Um, tell us, Shira, 
how can we apply the stuck method to decluttering? Because that's what most of the listeners are listening for. They want really how to declutter, how they can move forward uh, when they have loads of balagan in their house and how they can get unstuck. Sometimes it's letting things go. Sometimes it's, you know, feeling just overwhelmed. Um, and I know that you also had a battle with clutter. So we would love to hear how you got unstuck from it. Sure. So I would definitely say that this method would be an amazing tool to, um, for people to work with as they do on clutter, because again, the, the, the cluttered house is, is not the problem. The problem is they're thinking about their cluttered house or they're thinking about the overwhelm that they have or their fear of going through a process and changing things around. Um, there's a big emotional component to any change that you want to make in your life. So I can, yeah, I'll tell you briefly what happened to me. Okay. So, so basically people, uh, I live in this small kibbutz and, um, and people, I felt that people were coming into my house and, and judging, you know, judging the way that my living room and kitchen looked okay. because it was, um, cause my, my natural tendency is to live in a mess. Just like, that's just how I've lived forever. As far back as I can remember, as far back as, you know, I remember my mom, you know, yelling from downstairs, um, you know or she was upstairs in my room and I would be downstairs and she would say, you know, come up and clean your room. <laughs> um, and, and that's just, you know, that was just me. That's, I always just assumed that that was, that was just, you know, who I am. And I, and I wasn't mistaken. Like I really felt like people, they were judging me, you know, they, and they would say it, your house is a mess, you know? Yeah. And I actually, in going to other people's homes here on the kibbutz, which were, you know, neat, everything was in order, it felt spacious, it felt calm, the kids were happy, you know, I would walk in feeling a sense of jealousy, you mm -hmm. know, like stuck on, stuck on jealous, like how, how, why can't I have this? Um, and so I actually, you know, uncovered beliefs, like I, 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 it can't be any other way because this is who I am as a person. This is my personality. So I can't change that. I always was like that and I always will be like that. There's, that was another belief. Um, I believed it wasn't actually a big deal. Like if people don't like the mess I have in my house, then, you know, fine. Don't come into my house. If they have a problem, okay. then it's their problem. Right. You know? Um. And I also had a belief that if I were going to try to change anything or even get rid of everything, that I would maybe regret getting rid of things. And then what would I do if I wanted them back again? And so, you know, I've always had thoughts about doing some decluttering work, but, um, but I never really sought anything out. And then a friend of mine, this was about eight months ago. This was way before I even met you. Right. A friend of mine who lives here um, on the kibbutz was, came to my house to visit. And she happens to be also a home organizer and she's very non-judgmental. And she said to me, um, you know, can I ask you a question about the desk that's in your office? And I, and I was like, what? Like, what? Okay. And she said, you know, if, if you just turned it this direction, like 45 degrees, I wonder if you'll just feel like you'll just feel a little bit more supportive because then your back will be against the wall instead of against nothing. It was like a simple, 
mundane, like no big deal. I said, okay, you know, like, let's change the desk. Like I was almost doing her a favor, you know, like if you want to change the desk, like we'll change the desk. Okay. And, and what I realized from that one suggestion that, you know, maybe she had something more to offer me. And I considered that, you know, with her help, I could maybe, you know, make a change in, in my house. And not just in terms of, you know, cleaning up, but really, like, really decluttering, getting rid of all of the stuff we don't need. And also, I considered, you know, I really considered that I would be able to maintain this, even though this is not my personality. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if my family was going to be ready for this. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to, because it's, it's dra- it would be very drastic, drastic for yeah. them, you know? But, and I said that to my friend and she said, always start with yourself. Don't ever tell your kids to put their shoes away if you're not putting your shoes away. You know, right. don't, you know, don't tell them to clean up after their dishes if you're not doing it. So just, she said to me, it was very sweet. She said, just start with yourself. Let's just start with your office. That's it. Like not even your bedroom because you share your bedroom. Just start with your office. And we did. It took about like four hours. We took everything, literally everything yep. out. And we mopped and we, and then she did this like whole ceremony with like scents and whatever, candles and whatever. Okay. And then, and then we like, she one by one you know she she told me to hold whatever it was even if it was a book hold it in your hand um and 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 decide you know like is this something that you really need in your life or is it are you just holding on to it because you've you've had it for you know whatever 40 years so basically what happened was my office got transformed i i recognized that it was like it was like a storage room before and now it's become like a sanctuary like literally if you come in it got it's repainted i i it it just it's beautiful it is beautiful there's like hardly anything uh, it is it's and it's such a nice feeling and i love walking into my office every day i can't wait to go into my office every day because it just like feels um, I feel like I'm in this holy space, ready to do my wow. holy work in the amazing. world. It, it is. And then what's even more amazing is that the next day, my kids and my husband saw the office and they were like, wow, like what, you know, what happened? Right. And, and I told them of this process. And it was actually my kids, my younger boys who said, they said to me, Ima, um, I want that for our bedroom. Like, can we do that for your bedroom? And so after I learned it, you know, I did the same thing with them. We took literally everything out, the beds and everything. And anyway, it was like this whole process. And basically I felt like it not only was this a gift for me, you know, for my office, my whole, my whole house has been transformed, but I also feel like I gave a gift to my kids because as a kid, I, I, all I knew was I was supposed to clean up, but I didn't, I never learned this art right. of, of it's decluttering. It's totally a learned you know? skill. It's 100% yeah. a learned skill. And you can mm-hmm. learn it as long as someone is willing to teach it to you. Yeah. 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 And kids really yeah. crave, crave that learning. They, they want to learn how to function at their best. They, they just don't, I think, I think they don't know how to ask for it. Um, like they, they don't know how to say like, oh, I, 
I need to learn how to be organized because I think that in their still developing minds, they don't necessarily understand that. But once they see that it's possible and they learn how to do it, um, they, they can do it. I, I'll just say a quick story. Something that happened to me this week was that my son um, sent me a meeting request for our electronic calendars and I was like failing and I was like, it was his first time and, and I had showed him how to do it. And he's like, mommy, why do I need to know how to do this? this is so silly. Like, wh why should I do this? And I'm like, no, we need it so that we always, you know, so that we don't miss things so that we know. So it's a, just a way a a good way for us to communicate and share our calendars. And when he did it, he was like, it was so easy. And I don't know what was holding me back. And I don't understand why I didn't do it sooner. And it was now you know where I need you to be. And it was like, he just didn't know at first, like understand the point of doing it. But once they see your success with it, and understand the point, it's a lot easier for them to agree to get on board, especially kids, but also husbands. Yeah. And, and not only do they see it, I think, I think allowing them to feel the new experience, like to feel like to be in it um, yes. is also powerful. My, my kids, I think, feel more calm now that they're in a clean room. And also, they felt the room. success of being able to clean it, which is huge too, because how often do yeah. we get to hand our kids a success that they are really in charge of, that they can maintain and that it's their responsibility to maintain. So it's a, I think it's, a win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I think the stuck method can really help a lot of people move forward. It's, it's so amazing. Um, I'll just recover, like, uh, say again, the, uh, acronym. So it's S T U C K stop, tell, uncover, consider, okay. And are there any other things that you feel like it's really important for us to know to make sure that, you know, we're maximizing the method? Well, just to let people know that getting stuck is a natural human tendency. Um, everybody gets stuck. And I would guess that people get stuck multiple times a day, just like I do. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm unique in that way. And so um, when I practice, I really try to recognize, first of all, that it's normal and it's okay. And that I can be in control of the situation. If I use this method, I have a framework to um, to allow me to feel in control and to take responsibility for whatever comes my way. And in addition to that, to really recognize, you know, why that spot, that stuck spot came into my life and what, what can I learn from it? Because I truly believe that that stuck spots come into your life for a reason. And until you really learn and understand and internalize why that stuck spot came into your life, it's going to continue appearing until you get it. So um, for whatever it is, whether it's a relationship issue, whether it's your house issue, it's, it's going to keep showing up until you, until you understand the deeper um, lesson that was supposed to be learned for it. So from it. So I just, I think um, I just recommend to people keep practicing. Just like you said, it takes practice. This is, this is a tool that needs to be cultivated. It's not like you'll hear it on this podcast and then, you know, you'll never get stuck again. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that you practice literally every single every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. True. A hundred percent. Shira, tell people how they can connect with you if they want to do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching or join your online um, group? 
Sure. So all of my information is on my website, which is shiragura.com. And from there, you'll learn about the free book. And I have uh, consideration cards, which just came out last uh, month, which is very exciting. Oh, I've seen the and pictures. They look really beautiful. Yeah. Um, people are really excited about them. It's a nice way to support the practice and kind of, you know, have it, have it handy whenever you wherever you go. Right. Anyway, but anything else, uh, everything's on the website. So they, they, they can find me there. Fabulous. Shiragura, thank you so much for joining us today. I love chatting with you. It was really eye-opening and enlightening. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Okay. What I really love about Shira's method is that in our busy world, this is a tool to get us moving again. It is a great tool to use right in the field as we're standing there in our cluttered cluttered, chaotic, balaganish life. The stuck method really does move you forward. Shira has generously offered all the listeners of this podcast a free copy of her book. All you have to do is pay the shipping and handling. To get your copy, go to www.shiragura, that's G-U-R-A, dot com forward slash free book. That's shiragura.com forward slash free book. You can contact Shira directly through her website, shiragura.com, and join her Facebook group, Getting Unstuck. Starting this January, Shira is starting an online group called the Getting Unstuck and Living, Living Deliberately Journey. She also offers training for groups on her method and one-on-one -on -one consultations. She would love to come and speak to your community, so reach out to her and schedule her for a visit to your community. And if you would like to join me during our next session of the Conquer Your Clutter Challenge course, registration closes January 5th and the course starts on the 6th. Don't delay. I promise you getting your clutter conquered will change your life. In the 10-week challenge, you will have the opportunity to declutter your whole house and I'll hold your hand the whole way. There's one-on-one -on -one support and group support. And if you do the challenge homework, you earn $30 for every challenge you complete. Head to RebeccaSaltzman.com. And if you have any questions, send me an email at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.